don't have enough time to sit down and read all the best Bitcoin articles? Well, let us read them for you. This is a Crypto Economy Quick Read. All right, guys, welcome back to the Crypto Economy Podcast. Got another quick read today. This one is, I have a number of them lined up that I want to hit, but today I want to, I think I'm going to grab one from BillFoldle.com. That's like Bill Fold, but it's spelled, Fold is spelled like Holdle, uh, so F-O-D-L. And it's an introduction into Liquid. Uh, Blockstream had a lot of um, presentations apparently at the consensus 2018 they had their own little corner the uh is trinon um there's like a partial trinon or something like that I can't, I can't remember what it was actually called and i saw tons of pictures from it but coindesk did not have a live feed of it so while blockstream did uh at least i know a presentation on liquid a presentation on lightning and a number of other um demonstrations and talks about various things i did not actually get to see any of them and it made me very sad but luckily billfoldle.com their blog has released a introduction into the liquid sidechain which is uh which has been made by or developed by blockstream and has been in beta for quite a while now and it looks like their version 1.0 release is right around the corner so let's hear the article from Bill Foldle titled Another Game Changer Blockstreams Liquid. Let's jump in. This week, Blockstream will launch version 1.0 of Liquid, its highly anticipated sidechain project. Like Lightning Network, this is a fascinating network that should theoretically bandage the Bitcoin scalability issue by making transactions faster and cheaper at the user level. It's important to note, however, that Liquid is a very different animal from Lightning Network. They have aligned aspirations, but remain structurally distinct, and one does not present a competitive threat to the other. You'll see what we mean. Take a gander at why you should be stoked. What is Liquid? For right now, Liquid is the undisputed answer for moving Bitcoin between exchanges quickly and easily. That is precisely its main goal, to increase liquidity in the market. Although in its first non-beta form, the capability to add more coins is already embedded in the tech built using the Elements project. Its primary beneficiaries are exchanges, brokers, traders, and payment processors. By using sidechains that peg on and off the Bitcoin blockchain, traders can move money now quickly without having to keep large amounts lingering on various exchanges. How it works in a nutshell. While the Bitcoin blockchain utilizes proof of work, the liquid sidechain is secured by what Blockstream calls a strong federation of trusted functionaries. The functionaries are the participating exchanges, all of whom have a stake in this game. Each functionary server is securely hosted by different Bitcoin exchanges all over the world. 
The network operators are the ones that execute protocols if specific conditions are met and enforce consensus rules. They are intentionally geographically diversified and no single entity is permitted control of more than one liquid server. What about decentralization? The network is not decentralized. Lack of decentralization has prompted various online gabbers to be suspicious of functionary collusion. In theory, it's a possibility. In reality, it's highly unlikely. It's completely and utterly contradictory to the best interest of the exchanges, whom, as previously mentioned, each have a large stake in this game. In this case, the lack of decentralization in the sidechain has little bearing on trust at the end of the day. As our source at Blockstream, Mario Gibney, put it, quote, Trusting that a supermajority of exchanges aren't cooperating to cheat is a significantly lower risk than trusting a single exchange to stay honest and competent, end quote. By increasing liquidity, members of the Federation are actually kept more honest. Fees. Instead of using the blockchain, Liquid pegs transactions on and off of it. The miners are not at all part of the scheme. Instead, fees will go to the exchanges, who then in turn pay Liquid. These fees are for functionary profit, yes, but they are mainly used to support the hefty transactions required to peg out of BTC from Liquid. The amount of said fees is yet to be determined, but is predicted to be radically more stable than in Bitcoin. Confidential Transactions Besides the speed, ease, and cost efficiency promised by Liquid when transacting between exchanges, confidential transactions are its game-changing poster children. Unlike the blockchain, transactions on the Liquid sidechain use private solvency proofs for total discretion. Senders and receivers can keep their amounts disclosed even from the exchanges themselves. This represents the first commercial rollout of confidential transactions and will obviously thrill traders all over the world. Implications Point Exponentially increased efficiency in Bitcoin buying and trading Increase in Bitcoin price due to aforementioned efficiency leap Lower price difference between exchanges Another solution to the Bitcoin scalability issue. Lower and more stable fees than in Bitcoin. Liquid versus Lightning. Liquid and the Lightning Network are both supposed to be our superheroes when it comes to Bitcoin scalability. The two should, in effect, prompt more people to purchase Bitcoin and more businesses to accept it as payment as scalability and usability are both aided by each project. But their use case is different. Their applications are different. Liquid is inherently not cost-effective for small payments, while Lightning is specifically designed to handle micropayments. Also, on the technical level, Lightning does not use a sidechain. The two are fundamentally distinct operationally. In layman's terms, you will use Lightning directly to buy a cup of coffee you will use Liquid indirectly to move your Bitcoin and eventually your other tokens between exchanges.
Liquid is going to make the lives of anyone who actively trades Bitcoin much smoother and is going to bring even more traders into the fold. Does it benefit the big money men and the exchanges? Absolutely. But it's also going to enable regular people and the noobs to make big money moves without the big money formally required to make them. That's the spirit we all love about this space in the first place. Looks like Blockstream is going to change the game once again, and the future looks pretty, pretty good. And again, that was on BillFold.com, and that's Fold spelled F-O-D-L, like HODL. And I think I actually forgot to mention the author. It was written by Colin Alds, and that's A-U-L-D-S. I'll see if I can't find them on Twitter. Um, but uh, 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 this was a really good little article um, kind of introducing Liquid. Um, I've done a little bit of digging into the white paper about this because it looks like a really interesting system and uh, I'm really excited to finally see sidechains kind of see their first use case. Um, even though this is maybe what you would call a, uh, what I hope to be an elementary version of what sidechains could look like in the future um, because this is definitely a more trusted setup. But simultaneously it's also far more trustworthy than the current like individual custodianship model that we've got pretty much across the exchange industry um uh so uh, uh a couple of points about this that i've just kind of done like kind of going through the white paper so how a essentially how you set up a sidechain is a user would send coins to a special address that um, essentially provides proof that those uh, coins are frozen in that address. And then that proof is taken and placed on the sidechain, which then creates the equivalent coins for the sidechain. So the sidechain can basically guarantee that the person is not able to remove the coins from the parent chain um, until um, signing and giving proof on the sidechain in order to do so. Uh, uh, but because of this, the sidechain is able to essentially create custom consensus rules, uh, network architecture, in this case uh, what's referred to as a strong federation. Um, it can add features, uh, it can completely change the scripting language like that sidechain could be as broad in scope as ethereum and be turing complete if it wanted to or it can be very specific and have only one function like uh grin or a mimblewimble is attempting to do uh, which we will hopefully see in practice soon keep waiting for new little tidbits about that but aside from that uh off topic um, but yeah, the sidechain can pretty much change anything it wants um, as far as uh, new features or architecture go. Um, this federated sidechain has both block signers and watchmen. Uh, block signers are simply the ones who sign the blocks and aggregate the transactions. And then watchmen are the, uh, the nodes or participants who are responsible for moving assets off of the sidechain and uh, signing 
uh, with the participants, the transactions on the parent chain. Uh, so as long as a majority, it's a, it's a K of N signature scheme. So as long as a majority of the uh, uh, watchmen are uncompromised, uh, the funds are still perfectly safe and no attacker is able to redeem or take any coins on the parent chain. Uh, a couple of other interesting points. Um, uh, the signers actually create the blocks. It's not like dynamic. It's not like a like minor competition. It's not like a proof of stake. It's well, I mean, it sort of is similar to a proof of stake, but the it's not a lottery like mining or staking is. Uh, the signers actually kind of pre-publish, they, they propose to the network or the federation. They say, okay, this is, I'm going to make a block here. And uh, these are, this is the setup and kind of establish the rules. And everybody comes in and agrees on that next block and then says, they, they essentially pre-commit to signing it. And then they put, they start adding transactions to it. And then as long as the conditions are met and it reaches the, threshold established at the beginning of it then okay boom they all place their signature and they're done with it but because of that because it's not like a probability thing and there's no lottery block times are essentially perfectly symmetrical or at least they can be if the signers want them to be which in this case they are the liquid side chain has one minute block times and in addition because it's just based on consensus there's no reorganization there's like so you're not you don't have to ever worry about like a confirmation being dropped um so you know with one confirmation you essentially have reached irreversibility at that point but the big advantage of this is really scalability because most people i think a lot of people don't realize this is that speculation is still the dominant use case for all cryptocurrency right now and liquid will be essentially compatible with a lot of coins or at least you know any other tokens or anything anything that can create the uh, required proof um, and uh, uh, so it's a really versatile protocol and there's so much of the traffic on chain is and I think people really dismiss this that a huge I think I really think it's a majority of the activity on the chain is either between exchanges or withdrawals and deposits to exchanges. There are far more users on exchanges and using centralized services than there are actually using Bitcoin too. So there's so many transactions happening in the background that are entirely dependent on Coinbase or Poloniex or whichever exchange it is that they're using. And this opens them up to the ability to use a federated side chain which greatly lessens the risk of having those coins with any particular exchange and instead essentially having a uh, a pegged side chain token so despite this not being like perfectly decentralized obviously this is definitely a federated system it's I, I personally think it's a vast improvement over what we currently have and one that's scalable, one that doesn't just dump all of that information on the main chain, but creates different parameters and even adds privacy, which 
which is fascinating and awesome because anything that we can do to add more privacy to this entire system, I think will be critical to its long-term viability and its surviving uh, what I think will be heavy competition and challenges uh, in the coming years. I want to do a bit of a deeper dive into the specifics of this, and I'm still working on L2. I know I probably said like 10 episodes ago that I was reading the L2 white paper, and I have finished it and gone back and skimmed it, and I've realized that I don't. There's a handful of things about how scripts are put into transactions that make the... I'm not I'm not getting every little piece of it. I'm I'm having a really hard time wrapping my head around it all. So I'm jumping back into my mastering Bitcoin book and trying to read about the specific structure of transactions and opcodes and stuff so that I can reread the L2 white paper and get a much better understanding of it so I can have some sort of an analogy that makes it make sense uh, for you guys but in in addition particularly for me because I really want to get it and it's the sick hash no input thing is really really hard for me to wrap my head around right now but uh i do also um just skimming through the i mean i probably read 15 20 minutes of the white paper like jumping through pieces of it for the strong federation and the liquid sidechain um and it seems much more straightforward so i want to also read uh that one and possibly do a write-up of it I think I want to do L2. I'll finish the one with L2 first. It just depends on how long it takes me. But with that, um, let's go ahead and just wrap this one up. Again, that was titled... What was it titled? I forgot. Another Game Changer, Blockstream's Liquid. And it was written by Colin Ald. So I apologize for not mentioning him earlier. On BillFoldle.com. Uh, so go check them out. I actually don't really know this website. This is the first time I have stumbled upon them, and they look like they got some really cool stuff. It looks like these guys are the ones that created, or, or at least I um, I saw this one. It was uh, at least first posted on Reddit like a number of years ago, but the steel, um, I mean, it's, it's billfoldable is what it's referred to as here. Um, and I don't think anyone else is making this exact product. And I'm assuming that these guys were the first ones that I saw back in the day. I just don't remember. Um, but it's the little steel enclosure that you can put all your seed words in for a wallet. So it's like kind of like next level cold storage. And it's, you know, fireproof, waterproof, all that good stuff. I mean, it's made out of steel. Like it's etched into steel. So it comes with all the benefits of durability there. Um... And, uh, of course, they accept cryptocurrency. And, uh, and they actually appear to accept Lightning payments, which is awesome. So if you want to try out Lightning and you're interested in uh, playing around with one of these billfoldal things, uh, I, might actually, I might actually do this myself. They also have, like, tamper-resistant those uh, like holographic stickers that you can put over top of it to make sure nobody's, I guess, opened it or pulled the sticker off to view the words. And then they got the foldal holder, which <laughs> they, it's a, uh, it looks like a little 3D printed um, uh, bracket, I guess you could say. It's like a plastic bracket so you can mount it, like hide it somewhere and or mount it under your desk or that kind of thing. Um, so 
Uh, it looks like they got some really neat little products, and I remember seeing these and thinking, oh, it'd be kind of cool to have one, so I might I might play around with it, particularly because they accept Lightning, and it's a, a larger purchase, which I've not done over Lightning. This one's like the billfold was 80 bucks, $79.95. So uh, uh, I might actually jump up with my Lightning thing and try these guys out, but we'll see. Anyway, uh, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at the Crypto Economy and Medium as well at the Crypto Economy. And of course, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes because you don't want to miss all the awesome Bitcoin articles and updates on all the technical stuff that we talk about. I mean, we just talk about the best stuff, don't we? And don't forget to share it with all your crypto friends so that we can all have the best Bitcoin articles read to us. But with that, I will catch you guys on the next Crypto Economy Podcast. Take it easy. (laughs) 